Hey you, I'd like to warmly welcome you to season two of Hope and Inspiration for people from every nation. I am your host, Alexandra. I'd like to start off by saying that this episode is going to be really, really special because me and my husband are going to be tag teaming. We will both be sharing our personal journeys and struggles and victory of overcoming our fear of sex after being sexually abused. I remember being single and desiring to hear someone married speak on this topic, but it never happened. It's so personal and the journey of healing is long, therefore it is really rare to hear someone actually talk about it. So today I want to be a married voice to you and say that it is possible to overcome your fear of sex after being sexually abused. It is possible to even overcome your fear of being married because you feel as if being married means that you have to have sex all of the time. I am living proof that it is possible to overcome this fear. So let's get started. I remember being single and terrified of marriage because men from my past were sex addicts and I feared attracting a man that was one and that would want to abuse sex. It felt safe being single because then I didn't have to worry about the pain of sex and the trigger of sex. Singleness really, really felt like my protection. Once I got in a relationship and fell in love and got engaged and knew that marriage was around the corner, I had anxiety around the thought of having sex, but I knew that the man that I was with was different. I knew that he respected me, and so I opened up to him about my fear of sex and being triggered and in pain, and he was willing to be patient with me. People that have been sexually abused can fear their wedding night because that day is known as the day that they consummate the marriage with sex. When I was sexually abused, sex became something that I associated as something to be afraid of. I associated sex with physical pain, powerlessness, and something that brought PTSD to my life. It is intimate and personal, but I want to share a little bit about my wedding night because it brought so much healing to my heart. So the truth is, I actually didn't have sex my wedding night, and I'm here to tell you that you don't have to either if you don't want to or if you aren't ready. Me and my husband were both exhausted after our wedding, and I just took a shower with my husband and called it a night, but this was breakthrough, feeling naked and unashamed, safe and at peace. Getting into marriage, though, I knew that I was going to have to face my fear of sex at some point. After all, I wanted to have a positive memory of sex after experiencing so many horrible, repetitive abuse experiences in the past, but I knew that it would come with a fight. So on my honeymoon, I decided to give it a try, and it was painful, and my body was shaking and trembling in fear and a trauma response. My husband was a pro, and if any of you men are listening, I urge you to follow his example. My husband grounded me. He told me that he loved me and that he was proud of me for facing my fear, and I started immediately calming down because I was treated with such love. There was a shift after this in my mind and in my body, and I realized now I was safe. I was with a man who was and still is very committed to be with me. He wasn't, he wasn't going to abandon me in my trigger, but instead he decided to embrace me in it. I remember the next time that we were intimate and I realized that my body was physically healed from all of the past sexual abuses. I wasn't resisting. I wasn't in a fight or flight response or a free shutdown trauma response. My whole body was at peace. Sex and peace, can those two words even go together? 
I remember the depths of the doubts I had when I was single after being sexually abused. Will I ever be able to enjoy healthy sex? It felt like in order to be able to enjoy sex in a healthy situation after being abused, it felt like it would be a miracle. In marriage, for me, that miracle came. All of those lies that I had about men just wanting me for sex got destroyed, and I realized that my husband wanted me for me. The primary reason why he married me is because of his deep, deep love for me. I had always thought in the past when I was single, if I was married, I would have to have sex every day or be obligated to do so. Coming from a background of abuse, that reality and thought sounded terrifying, but it is so, so far from the truth. Being married, I can offer relief to you and say that that's not an obligation in a healthy marriage, that is. There's peace in being wanted for genuine reasons and purposes. And if I can overcome my fear of sex after being sexually abused, a fear that I had for years and a fear that kept me in loneliness and not pursuing a relationship, then you, yes, you too, can overcome your fear of sex after being abused and even your fear of being married. Sex can be a safe space in marriage, and that is what it is supposed to be. So that is my story of hope. And now my husband is going to share with you his story and his journey of overcoming the fear of sex post-sexual abuse. Hope you enjoy listening. Hi, this is Cody, Alexandra's husband. This is my portion to share a little bit of my journey through uh, sexual trauma, sexual abuse, and then the overcoming and the victory that comes after that as well, especially through marriage. Now, my section here is going to be a little bit more on the spiritual side. And um, I do want to share a little bit of my background, my testimony, just to give a a little foundation and amplification of how major the breakthrough was. And, And hopefully this message will be a blessing to all of you, if not just someone in specific, someone in particular who is listening, that this will hopefully speak to. So when it comes to my childhood, I grew up in a rather broken family. It was a family of not even divorce. There was just no marriage involved at all, going back and forth from mother to father. And so that really is the stem, I believe, of the path that led to a lot of abuse. Now, the abuse wasn't in the family itself. It actually started when I was in elementary school. One of my, well, now I realize not really a real friend, but I considered him a friend during that time. He introduced me to a sexually perverse game of touching each other. And this is a male to a male, a, a, a boy to a boy. And that really led down a path of sexual confusion and a path of immorality and a path of of immoral curiosity, a perverse curiosity. And along with that came another friend in the middle school that did the exact same thing. And then that person also led into the later parts of middle school and early parts of high school where they introduced me to one of the worst curses that I've ever experienced in my entire life, which is pornography. And the detrimental effects that pornography has on the brain, both from a purely scientific perspective, 
psychological, but also spiritual as well. It completely desensitizes you to sexual pleasure, to orgasm. It, it, it completely destroys your entire thinking of, of how sex is supposed to be, especially in the covenant of, of marriage. And going through so many years of this, this, this abuse that I allowed myself to be a victim to has really brought so much fear into the idea of marriage. I mean, I've had relationships where I thought that I, you know, sexual gratification and pleasure was really the end goal. I, because of pornography, because of my past with, with people, it, it led to a, a, a path of, of thinking about love in the completely wrong way, thinking of it on a purely surface perspective and, and, and experience. And then there was this one time where I thought I was in a relationship with the one, but in reality, this person was actually using me for a very physical desire of theirs. In fact, to the point where I didn't even want it. I didn't want to go forward with this person, but yet they forced me into it. And yes, I am here to be a man's voice to say that men can be raped too. Men can be taken advantage as well. And yet so many men are so quiet on this topic. Because we feel like, well, we are men and and we're told to be quiet. We're told to suck it up. We're told to not cry. We're told to not show emotion. And yet, so many men are taken advantage of as well. And this is an extremely, extremely difficult situation for so many men. And I just tell you, if you're a man listening to this, speak up. Be bold. Be encouraged and empowered knowing that your voice matters as well. Your voice is equal to that of a woman's voice. Now, this experience that I went through for many years, from early childhood, from elementary school, all the way until, and I'm now 27, all the way until basically until my 27th birthday and past until the day I was even married on May 1st in 2022. I carried this fear that because of my past, because of my desensitization, desensitization, you know what I'm talking about, the, that word, because of that, I thought that I would never be able to bring true love into a marriage. I never thought that I would actually experience true love in a relationship. I thought that I was destined to be single, destined to be alone because I was just abused. I was being used. I was being lied to. I was being manipulated for so long. And that's all I knew was self-pleasure and, 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 and pornography and sexual immorality and these perverse thinking, these perverse thoughts and abuse and being told that I was only good for one thing, and that was the surface physical desire of someone else. And yet, 
when I really devoted my life to the Lord, I found that my identity is not on the surface. My identity isn't who I think I am. It's who I am. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord knit me in my mother's womb. He knows every hair of my head. And to know my identity and for you all to know your identity as a human being made in his image and his likeness, you have worth, you have dignity, and that is an identity that, that empowered me to say, you know what, I deserve marriage, a truly blessed, spiritually invigorating and spiritually fulfilling and physically fulfilling and emotionally fulfilling and an all-around blessed marriage and relationship. And that's what I prayed for for so long. And Baruch Hashem, praise God, that's exactly what happened when I met Alexandra. Now, that doesn't mean that the fear wasn't still there. I still had that fear. But the Lord says in his scripture, in Isaiah 41, 13, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. And so I cast my worries upon him. I cast my fears upon him. And I said, okay, God, this is the person that you want me to have and be with? Show me the path. Guide me. So I met Alexandra on this dating app called United Young. I deleted it four times because I was just, it's just not my environment. And yet I, whenever I reopened it, I was like, oh man, I don't want this anymore. So I deleted it and deleted it. And then I came back on the fourth time, boom, Alexandra reaches out and it was peace the person that I have been desiring, the person that I have been needing for so long has finally arrived. The person that fulfills me spiritually and emotionally in so many ways. But yet the fear of being abandoned was still there. The fear of being used for sexual gratification and then being thrown out to the side for the next bigger and better thing was still there in my mind. But again, that passage, do not fear, came to my mind. And I kept going. I kept persevering. I kept enduring. All the way through marriage. And I was still afraid for the first time when we were about to be intimate. And yeah, the first time that on our marriage day, on our marriage day, our wedding day, we didn't go all the way, and that's okay. We went to the, the point that we felt comfortable in. And that was deep intimacy already. We built intimacy throughout our courtship process, our dating process of communication intimacy. Laying a true foundation of trust, communication, vulnerability being open to each, other, each other's thoughts and emotions and opinions and making sure that we have a voice. 
And that intimacy is still being grown throughout our marriage. And that has been such a huge blessing. A huge thing for me is taking one step at a time. And then on our honeymoon came the time of, okay, let's give this a go. And because of our building of communication intimacy, we were able to find shalom, peace, when the time came for us to actually go all the way through. I had a fear that I wouldn't find any gratification because of pornography and because of of self-pleasure that scientifically dulls your senses because now you 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 get addicted to the feeling of sex and the release and the orgasm and so it builds and you have to have more and more and more and so actual sex no longer feels pleasurable because of the years of of that addiction but let me tell you when true love is at the foundation of a relationship when True communication is at the base foundation of a relationship. And having that spiritual one-on-one connection with someone, it, it was the most pleasurable experience. And it still is. And it grows even more over time. So I'm here to just tell you that yes, it's okay to have that fear. It's okay to have worries. It's okay to have burdens. It's okay to have concerns. But the biggest thing is, these are all obstacles. But remember that there is a promise of joy, of pleasure, of satisfaction from the deepest spiritual sense of the terms that lay ahead. I'm reminded in scripture about Joshua and Caleb who scouted out the promised land and they came back saying, yeah, there's so many enemies all around. There's so many obstacles, but you know what? Let's go take the land because it was promised to us. Endurance and faithfulness and perseverance through all your trials will lead to success. So I hope that this message message encourages you. I hope that it empowers you. And I hope that you will see that victory is there for you. Take care. Thank you for listening. Shalom. Alexandra again. I would like to thank you so, so much for listening to our podcast episode. And I really hope that something from both of our stories touched your heart. And remember, I'm so, so happy to have you as a listener. See you in the next episode where I will be speaking about overcoming failure and identifying success. Until next time, be safe, have fun, and take care.